right, y'all. Quick little hunting slash social media rant in three, two, one. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, I've watched some social media accounts kind of um <laughs> be bullies and whatnot. Um and uh in relation to, I guess, the hunting industry, the hunting community, more so the hunting community, I should say. Like, I've watched over the last year people um, get at other hunters because they're either hunting with a crossbow or they're, um, they're uh, somebody took, you know, a deer that, you know, someone else thinks uh, is too small and they should have let pass or somebody sh um, using some kind of equipment that some of these brand loyalists like are totally against yo knock it off like seriously ain't y'all got nothing better to do now granted like um when it comes to poachers i get it i totally understand it um especially poachers that are trying to hide what they did and try to front like um you know what they did wasn't really that serious poaching is poaching is poaching it's illegal it's wrong and it gives people who are not necessarily in favor of the hunting community or hunting industry, basically ammunition to get at us. It gives politicians ammunition to pass legislation that doesn't go uh, in the hunting community's favor. All right. Um, but uh, everything else, <laughs> like, seriously, stop. I, some of it I see is hate, you know, say just straight hating on either because somebody's got a sponsorship that they have um and again you know what this is just my opinion just my interpretation i could be just talking all out my ass you know saying for for all that matters um but it's just i don't know i just seen a lot of it i've seen a lot of it if in the past i've been guilty of it please feel free to call me out on it um you know what i'm saying but i know when i post memes or post anything like that it's out of fun um so on the flip side though um to people maybe getting ragged on a little bit some or feel like they're being picked on um there's a difference between i guess getting bullied and then a joke just being told you know what I'm saying i feel like sometimes right now in this day and age a lot of people are really sensitive um you know what i'm saying and and i think that's uh, um a lot of the problems that i guess with society as a whole um i think back in back in the day people used to be a lot uh used to be a lot more thick skin be able to take a joke be able to get um not necessarily picked on but um just be made fun of a little bit and everything be be just done in a in a lighthearted manner you know what i'm saying so i mean on one side and i guess I, I i shouldn't be playing both sides i don't know but i could see it from both sides on one side i say people to people stop bullying stop being mean um stop being just straight assholes about stuff when it comes to hunting um but then on the flip side somebody's just kind of you know poking fun at you a little bit whether they post a meme whether um they made a comment or something like that don't be such a big baby you know what i'm saying take it we we'll take it in stride and i've seen um some some cool um social media accounts even on instagram where somebody gets poked fun at and you know what um they take it like hard and they even they even poke fun back you know what i'm saying and they they're able to take a joke so that's it here's the intro
All right, y'all. Welcome to episode 50 of When the Hunt Calls. I'm your host, Cliff Cadet. If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, I truly appreciate you, you know, taking the chance, giving me a listen. Um, You know what I'm saying? I truly, uh, truly hope you enjoy the episode. If you are a return listener, I appreciate your loyalty. Um, Doing my best to try to put out some content for y'all, content you guys enjoy. So, this episode, my guest is actually a return guest. He's been on a couple of times already. And I brought him back because um, just the other day, uh, this past Sunday was actually the one-year anniversary of the first time he was uh, on this podcast. So I wanted to bring him back on. His name is Emra Oric. He is the host of the Bow Hunting Soul podcast. Um, he is uh, kind of my go-to guy when it comes to, to learning about um trad bowls and whatnot his podcast um basically touches heavily on that on trad bowls trad bowl hunting and whatnot all around good guy i wanted to bring him on to kind of um celebrate our anniversary if you will and uh, just catch up with him you know what i'm saying so here he is episode 50 uh when the hunt calls with emra Oric. all right emra thanks for joining me man i truly appreciate it no problem, man. Like long right. time. Actually, I was gonna say a long time no talk, but it's been, it's been a couple months, right? A few months, <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, a few months, few months. Um, I had uh, wanted to touch base with you because uh, I got a notification on Instagram. I told you uh, yesterday that it's been a year since you were first on. You know, saying I was like, I got to get him back on to kind of uh, celebrate the anniversary, if you will. Yeah, congratulations. By the way, it's yeah, I'm, you know, it's uh, it's taken off. I'm 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 totally digging your, uh, you know, your podcast and all the guests you have on, and and just their, you know, your take and their take on everything. So it's it's pretty refreshing. I like it. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And right back at you as well. I've learned a lot within the the trad uh, trad community. Um, and I gotta tell you, I'm a fan of your YouTube videos. Um, I was watching some of your stuff. Um just uh i want to say saturday night um especially something i want to touch on as a matter of fact you know what let's let's jump in, right into it sure. um i mean my my most of my listeners know you know i'm a driver for ups and whatnot um you got the opportunity this holiday season to actually work for the same company how was that well you see it's not easy putting on a cape and uh, bailing <laughs> you guys out when you when you have to pick up the slack but i, I did it at 28 bucks an hour and 15 cents a mile so you know it was okay <laughs> no it, it was fun man um so for those that don't know there's like this pvd personal vehicle driver program that ups does to do the extra um overload of all the um you know packages and stuff for for holiday season so basically i drove around in my ford escape um, for, I don't know, you know, anywhere from, you know, five, six, eight hours a day, depending on the day, um, for the month of December. And I got to be, uh, acting like uh, either Cliff and or Santa Claus. Cause I would deliver, <laughs> obviously delivering gifts and stuff like that. So, um, in packages, it, it was fun. It was, it was really cool. You know, honestly, if, um, I've got a different job now, cause my old job, um, in racing, I left after about 20 years back in Thanksgiving. And mm -hmm. you and I had talked, um, I was trying to pick your brain about UPS and all that stuff because I really, really liked the, the organization. Um, and honestly, if I could have stayed on as like a regular driver with a driver route, I think I would have gone that route. 
Um, no, no pun intended with the route, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, man, those the driver routes are so hard to come by, you know, and mm-hmm. it just wasn't in the cards, but I, I got a different job now and, um, um, I, I'm liking it, you know, it's, it's, it's totally different than, than, than what I used to do. But yeah, the, the, the delivering stuff was, was pretty cool. I got to drive around all day, listen to podcasts and, um, just be by myself, which is great. See, now, now you got a glimpse of what I do all day, every day when I'm out on the road. I'm literally listening. I'm either listening to music or I'm listening to podcasts all day by myself. Yep, so yep, absolutely. No, cool. I didn't uh, do any pickups or anything like that. This was just mostly deliveries. Mm-hmm. Um you know, but, uh, yeah, if anybody wants just a side note here, if anybody wants like a side hustle, like come, uh, like no, you know, November ish, mid, no mid to late November, um, UPS does this all, all the, you know, all the time, all over the country, I think for, mm-hmm. um, for these, and it's, 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 it's a pretty good gig. It, you know, they pay well, um, they paid really well where I am. Um, I've, I've heard, you know, fluctuations like up, up and down from there, depending on where you are in the country. But, um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty fun, man. I got I got to get a glimpse of of uh, of, of of Cliff, uh, you know, brown truck living. You know, <laughs> I wasn't yep. in a truck, but yeah, you, know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, but um, also just so everybody knows, you you put out um some YouTube videos regarding your experience. So mm-hmm. if you guys get a chance, I will put a link up, um, basically sharing, uh, sharing your video. All right. Yeah, you know, it's amazing. The the first one I did mm-hmm. was during. Um, this is, I guess, just kind of how like search algorithms, algorithms and stuff go on YouTube. Cause the first one I did was like my first or second day. And then I said, Hey, here's what I did. Here's the program. Um, and it's got like 2,500 views or something like that. It's something up there. Mm-hmm. Um, the follow-up one that I did after the season, I think, I don't even think it's got like a hundred views. <laughs> my wrap up one you know so it's like oh i guess people lost interest in making extra side hustle money uh, here after christmas after christmas yeah they're like all right <laughs> maybe i'll get a, jo- bump in, uh, a bump in views after uh after you christmas know, they're like out. the job is done that's it i guess yeah, that's yeah it. it's weird man wow but I'm, I'm glad you you got the opportunity to, uh, yeah. to to see what it was like and it was a positive experience for you but um you know what so kind of backtracking a little bit when we spoke for the first time on here um we actually did a two-parter so you were on episode four and five and it was all about uh trad versus compound um and you're kind of like my go-to guy when it comes to um trad bowls you know i I look to your page i listen to your podcast um when i'm just interested in learning a little bit more about it now i'm curious to know because i believe because uh, I know you shot both. I believe you've hunted with both. Mm-hmm. Um, did you get rid of your compound? No, I was going to sell it. Um, mm-hmm. And I even did a video about like, uh, you know, how to get into, you know, shooting a bow for like under 500 bucks or something like that, you know, where you don't need mm-hmm. to get the latest and greatest and all this and that. And um, it, it just, it, it didn't sell. And then, you know, my buddy was going to buy it and then he kind of backed out. He wasn't going to buy it. And I said, okay, this is an omen because I like looking at it. You know, I like shooting it every now and then. I even took it out squirrel hunting a few, uh, you know, like last week or something like that. Um, but it's not something that I, that I go to to pick up and just shoot for enjoyment anymore because I've just dove you know super headlong into 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 traditional and you know just just as a as a qualifier like i said the last time i was on i have yet to shoot anything with my trad bow you know i've been shooting Mm. i've been shooting the bows for going on like uh for over four years but i mean hunting with it for about three um and uh you know i've missed a couple things but it's 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 just the weapon i go to um 
just because I want to carry that in the woods, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and nothing against compounds. Like I said, I'll still pick mine up and shoot, you know, a, a quiver fuller or two of arrows out of it, you know, and then after that, it's like, okay, um, I'm going to put it away because it just kind of gets, um, again, I'm not trying to insult anybody, but for me, it's just kind of gotten boring just, just shooting the compound. But mm-hmm. with the traditional bow, it's just, I, I want to keep shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting. So, um, yeah, but I still have both. I'm down to I'm down to two. I'm down to the compound, and I'm down to um, I have a, a 1966 Bear Grizzly that uh, that I hung on to. So that's where I'm at. Now with, with trad bows, are they kind of like compounds? Like they're you know they're always putting out a flagship bow every every year and stuff like that. Um, that makes people want to go out and you know get a new one or. Is a tribal like once you've purchased one, like that's the one you want to stick with, or chances are you're gonna stick with for a good amount of time? Okay, so the answer, the short answer is no. Um, they don't follow the whole like latest and greatest uh, craze. Mm-hmm. Um, with traditional equipment, usually, um, I mean, there's all kinds of uh, uh, boyers out there now. Right? A boyer, by the way, is, is is you know a guy or girl that that makes uh, bows, that builds bows. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like you know smaller independent people that just kind of do it out of the garage almost to bigger companies that um, that are quote unquote custom, but they're you know they got like big CNC machines that cut them out and do them, and um, they're like a lot bigger companies. But the, you usually don't see a whole lot of like. Um, revolutions, you know, coming from the traditional bow world. Um, there's, there, you know, there's always like upgrades and like limbs, especially with. Um, uh, we we touched on this briefly, but there's, you know, there's a system called ILF, International Limb Fitting. Basically, it's um, uh, more if you, if you think of it like an Olympic style bow, even though they're not just for Olympic stuff. Um, you have replaceable limbs, and the limb designs and the cores, you know, some of them are carbon, some of them have like different, uh, you know, laminations in them. You get some some limb differences but for the most part uh, most people that pick up a recurve or a longbow or whatever um you know the the boyers you know pretty much make the same models over you know over and over there's there's evolutions a little bit they'll upgrade a little bit with you know um limb designs or or you know wood designs or whatnot but um people that go buy those um for the most part, you know, you'll get to pick out the different woods that you want or like the veneers that you want that are on the limbs, you know, for, for the look and uh, the style and whatnot. But, and, and that's what kind of makes them unique. But you typically don't um, have an upgraded model every year from a bow company. But that doesn't mean that people don't go and buy like, you know, uh, you know, sell this bow and buy another, uh, another style bow and, or from mm-hmm. another boy or from another company. You know, there's... To have that, I'm sure you've heard the term, um, you know, be mar- beware the man with one rifle. He probably knows how to shoot it really well. Well, mm-hmm. I've tried to be the one, the one bow guy, and I can't. Mm-hmm. I love shooting them too much, you know. And I think uh, people in the trad community, um, probably just as much in the compound community, they'll, you know, sell and trade bows, you know, just just to be able to shoot a bunch of them. Like maybe not yearly, you know, but it, it happens often. But no, they don't really chase the latest and greatest. Now, what about, um, because I know, um, the biggest difference, um, between trad and compound is I, if I, if I'm correct is, is, uh, the let off, right? Because like when you're shooting a trad bow, let's say it's a 30 pound bow, you're, mm-hmm. you're <clears throat> pulling 30 pounds from the, the moment you start, you know, uh, Cor- pulling correct. it all the way to when you're all the way at full draw. So now can somebody, when somebody decides like, all right, I'm strong enough to now pull 40 or 50 or 60, 
do they just change the strings or do they have to change like uh, anything else like on, on the on the bow? Well, if it's a one-piece bow, <clears throat> there's nothing you can do about it, right? With a one-piece mm -hmm. bow, um, whatever the, the bow is kind of rated at, you know, and that all depends on um, what kind of... Um, uh, like like fiberglass uh, is is you know on the on the limbs how thick the limbs are that kind of thing, um, but uh, t traditional bows are typically rated quote unquote, um, <clears throat> and there's really no official rating but they're usually like rated at like 28 inches because that seems to be about an average draw ish, um, so if you say I've got like a 50 pound bow or 45 pound bow usually they'll say it's a 45 at 28 okay the <clears throat> more you pull that bow the more poundage it's going to be. So if I draw to like 30 inches, I'm probably closer to like a 50 or 50 pound bow rather than a 45 pound bow. Um, my, my draw is 27 inches. So if I'm buying like a 45 pound bow, um, I'm really down to about 42, 42 and a half pounds, somewhere on there. Mm -hmm. um, with a, um, with bows that have like replaceable limbs, okay, like a three-piece like takedown bow where, you know, you unstring the bow and then the limbs just kind of, you know, they, they screw off basically with like bolts or knobs or whatever. Um, you can get different weight uh, limbs and then you can just upgrade uh, upgrade or, or downgrade whatever if you want to shoot lighter, heavier, whatnot. Um, you can get different limbs for them. But if it's a one-piece bow, then you're kind of stuck with, with whatever that, that weight is. Got it. Got it. All right, last uh, last question around this out. Um, how how did your season turn out? I mean, especially with taking on, you know, the new side hustle and stuff like that. Um, were you able to get out much? Um, see anything? Kill anything? Well, um, my turkey season was awesome. Uh, even though I didn't shoot anything, I had the best encounter that I've ever had. Uh, oh wow! I was actually get able to get to. Um, there's certain areas that I can bring in a ground blind and ground blinds are like absolute murder, um, on, mm. on these things, you know, as long as you don't miss. Right. But, mm. um, I, w I wanted to get in deeper to some areas where I'd, I'd heard some birds and, and things like, I didn't want to feel like huffing, uh, you know, a ground blind on my back about a mile and a half in, you know, even though it's a nice straight flat kind of, um, path that I would, I would walk in. So I kind of gave that up and I, you know, I'd, I'd be walking around with, um, uh, just a ghillie suit in my backpack, you know, and uh, ghillie suits are hot, but you put it on when you get there. And uh, long story short, I um, I missed one. I, I hit my decoy. Okay, I, I called one in, um, just kind of crouching behind some deadfall. I set up a de I set up my decoy, um, and put on a ghillie suit and made some calls. And I called one in across the river, and uh, I called it into about well, he was about seven yards when I kind of like stood up, like full on, like you know, like SEAL Team style, you know, out of a crouch. Uh, ghillie suit on, drew, shot, you know, and by the time it circled around, it was at nine yards. And then my arrow on the way, uh, the back of the arrow whacked my um, uh, my decoy and it deflected. And then uh, it's, you know what I mean? But it was probably the most exciting thing, um, you know, just sitting on the ground, uh, on my knees, call this thing in, you know, ghillie suit on, and it was with my recurve. And uh, man, I walked out of there with a smile on my face because I mean, I did everything right except connect, you know. Um, so that was that was that was a ton of fun. I mean, I'm super glad I got the uh, the chance to do that. And I know that you know, for, for here in Minnesota, like if you if you do archery for um, for turkey, you get about six weeks. You get all six weeks of uh, from mid from mid May. I'm sorry, from mid April through all of May. If you mm -hmm. do shotgun, you have to choose a season. Um, and it's basically about a week or so, two weekends in a week, I think, in the middle. So, um, and I, I know for a fact, in the last five years, I would have had four turkeys if it was um, 
if it was shotgun. I mean, but it, it that doesn't interest me whatsoever because it just seemed too easy uh, to do that. Um, and I've missed with my compound too. I'm not saying um, you know it, 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 it was it was a chip shot because about four years ago I missed one at 11 yards with my compound because I got too uh, too cocky and I thought I would shoot it right in the middle of the neck and I just grazed just past it, you know. Um, but anyway, so the turkey season was great. Um, and then got into uh, deer season, and my deer season was like terrible because, well, I basically got out about four, four and a half days uh, total in, and most of that was in like the middle of October between mm-hmm. uh, my wife's job because she's working overnights and my job, which, you know, from, from COVID and stuff, my, you know, previous life as a, you know, in racing, you know, we travel and stuff. Um, all, all, all of our race events and everything got kind of shifted toward the latter half of the season. It got super busy. Um, just never really had enough time to be home and be able to get out or stay late. Um, cause it's basically, you know, get home from work, you know, kiss the wife, you know, hi, bye. She'd go off to bed for a few hours and then, you know, I'd, you know, feed our daughter and whatever. And then my wife would be gone all night kind of thing. And then vice versa, mm. completely opposite schedules. So, um, that got a bit crazy and I did not get out at all hardly for, for, for Archer, which I really wanted to. I did get out for one day in uh, rifle season here. I went up to a buddy's property up North, um, and I shot a doe with, uh, it's an old battle rifle that I have. It's an old eight millimeter Mauser, um, you know, that I hand load for and stuff. So it, it's a, about as traditional as it got was shooting something with a 96 year old rifle, <laughs> you know, open sights, but, uh, <laughs> um, and it was a tank of a doe, you know, but it, I wouldn't call it exactly a hard, uh, a hard hunt. I keep, I keep joking that the hardest part of that was folding that thing up into the back of a uh, Hyundai Elantra, you know, (laughs) and then driving it home, you know, I mean, got up there, got the four wheeler ride, you know, for the five minute four wheeler ride to an elevated blocks box blind and, you know, uh, you know, 20 pound propane tank, you know, heater in there and, you know, you're sitting in a chair and you know what I mean? But I came home with a lot of meat, you know what I mean? So, um, I, I just kind of take it for what it is. Like it wasn't exactly grueling, you know, five, six mile hike into the back country and, Mm. you know, shooting something and hoofing it out. It was like, no, it was about, you know, a five minute four wheeler drive and seven minute walk back basically. And, um, you know, to the, the thing, to retrieve it and whatnot. But, um, Mm -hmm. no, that's, that's basically what my hunting season has been. And I've been out, um, probably I've been out three times, three or four times since, well, probably since late January and probably early February here, Mm -hmm. uh, just for, just for small game for squirrel and things like that. Um, and there's a definite lack of squirrels this year. They go up and down as far as, um, uh, populations go and it's definitely a down population especially when you get into the late season where mm-hmm. they've either been hunted or you know they just um th- th- there's less of them because there's less cover and they're more susceptible to predators uh from like hawks and that that kind of stuff you know what i mean and foxes and hawks and coyotes and whatnot so um what i would what i saw early season for squirrels and, and things they they are not there uh for for what i call late season here so but i'm glad i got to get out and, and you know trudge around on the snow and the cold for a while it's kind of my thing i like it mm-hmm. and um i'm actually really looking forward to uh this this um turkey season because i did find just about a week or two ago uh i I went to a new place that i hadn't been in about five six years minimum and i explored Mm -hmm. some new territory found some new trails um new uh, new new rubs new bedding areas and a new turkey spot which i'm super excited about so that's 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 kind of my thing nice i've got to get out there and do the same possibly 
what are we in February? So probably uh, end of March, April, I'll be looking to, to do some scouting, yeah. uh, trying to figure out where these turkeys are roosting. So hopefully, you know, once I'm in good health, you know, May, uh, I can get right on top of them and, uh, and uh, recreate what I did last year. Yeah, you know, it's it's um it'll it'll give you a few more months to heal. That's that's kind of good. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. Um I, I know you said you had some uh rotator cuff problems and stuff too that you didn't know about and yeah. you know, I would say definitely don't don't rush that stuff either. You know what I mean? And um dude, you you don't know how how heartbreaking it is. I I look at my bow case sitting in the closet. <laughs> look at my arrow cases sitting in the closet and I'm just like tear comes to my eye. <laughs> you know what i do i didn't go through I'm, I'm not trying to compare uh any kind of like physical trauma or you know what i mean from, from mm -hmm. any of this but i do i for most of last you know deer season again except for that one week uh and i only got out for that one week because my wife and daughter were on vacation and at, at disney okay that's the only reason mm -hmm. i was able to get out for that week um <laughs> since then it's been sitting in you know sit, sitting in the closet and what i also uh, uh, kind of lost out on quote unquote was, um, in the mornings I used to go, you know, I'd, I'd be up at like five o'clock in the morning and, uh, well, in the summer, at least anyway, or like in, into early season. And I'd have the outdoor range all to myself. That's where a lot of my videos and stuff that you might see are, 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 are filmed, you know? So I'd get up, you know, mm. be there, have a place to myself, or there's a, an indoor range, literally like three minutes away here at this, um, at an archery shop. Um, and I'd, I'd be there six o'clock in the morning, you know, that's when they open up and I'd be the only one there and I would shoot for, you know, at a half hour, hour, whatever, come back and start my day just happy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, not being able to do that since, uh, I don't know, for a long, for a while now, you know, um, that's really, uh, that, that really like mentally kind of wears you down, man. You look at it mm -hmm. and you're like, God, I just shoot some arrows. You know, exactly. I just some arrows, but, um, no, I hear you, but it's, it's, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. Well, what do you, what are you pulling for poundage by the way on, on that bow? Um, the lowest it can go down to is I'm at it now, uh, about 53 pounds. Okay. Yeah. That's what my compound is actually. It's like 53. Exactly. I think mm -hmm. on the top. So, I mean, plenty, that's, that's mm -hmm. more than enough. It's more Agreed. than enough. A nice sharp, you know, sharp broadhead and, uh, you know, decent arrow. So, um, no, I wouldn't even worry about that. You know, um, it's plenty. I mean, 40 pounds is plenty to be honest, but mm -hmm. so, yeah, I mean, it'll get there. Just don't rush it. You know, agreed. Agreed. All right, man. Listen, thank you. Um, I truly appreciate you taking the time out to, to speak to me today. You know, happy anniversary. <laughs> yeah. Happy anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, again, uh, thank you. Um, but before we go, please tell tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Uh, just Bowhunting Soul. So uh, Bowhunting Soul YouTube channel, Instagram. Um, that's you know pretty much kind of where where you can find find me. So and the Got podcast Bowhunting Soul podcast, you know, which, which you've, you're a repeat guest on. So <laughs> thank you, Ed. Thank yep. you. All right, brother. You have a good one. All right, Cliff.